What's going on? Golf Addicts DB here, and we're breaking down Live Golf Boston event. I'm going to talk through the golf course, give you some insights that I found on it, talk about who it might suit, and I think this course is going to play a little different than the first few Live events. We're going to look at the outright betting board, scroll through some names. Obviously, I'm not going to give you the short, knocking five to one, eight to one numbers. We're not going to do that. It's DB. We're not doing that. I'm here to make you money. Win, win bets that you can brag about. All right, that's what we're going to look at. Then I'm going to take those those names that I like, and I'm going to I'm going to talk through some of their head-to-head matchups on a market-making sharp sports book. Look at the head-to-head matchups. Might you know might tell me something about whether or not I think that was a valuable choice. So we're going to do that. And uh, I'm going to take some live chat questions from the YouTube video as we move along. Thanks for listening. If you don't mind, please leave the podcast a five-star review. If you've not done that in a while, you can go back and do it. It really helps the show. You can do it more than once. A five-star review, write something nice. Uh, the content that we're putting out is uh, you know, more than ever, and it would mean a lot to get some great feedback from our listeners, and hopefully you're enjoying the content that we're doing. And you would take just a couple of minutes to leave us that five-star review. All right, let's get into the action of Live Golf Boston. What's going on, Golf Addicts? DB here. If you're a golf addict, then uh, you you want to bet on golf, and there's a golf tournament going on. It starts tomorrow. Talking about Live Golf Boston. I'm here to talk about it, talk about the golf course, uncover a few good nuggies for uh, for us to think about, and maybe think about placing some bets. I might do a little screen share, look at some head-to-head matchups uh, that I'm seeing over for some of the Live Golf uh, lines on Data Golf. And, uh, and mix it up with you guys. So if you're watching live, I want you to be a part of the show. So ask some questions, throw out some takes. We're talking betting. We're going to try to stick strictly to betting on the golf tournament. So obviously there's been a lot of news come out this week, a lot of new players, most notably Cameron Smith, Joaquin Neiman, Harold Varner III, and then guys like Cameron Tringali, Anurban Lahiri, and Mark Leishman also joined the Live Golf field this week. They are in. Uh, they're on teams. They're ready to rock and roll. 48 players, 54 holes, no cut. Uh, at Live Golf Boston, it's uh, it's called the International Course. It's the Oaks Course, which is a Tom Fazio design. It's a par 70. I want to start off by taking a look at the scorecard launched here by Live Golf. Uh, so you can see here, it's a pretty. I mean, it plays pretty short, 6,900 yards. And now we did see, uh, you know, the the Trump event at Bedminster, Trump Bedminster. Uh, they definitely moved tees back, moved tees around, uh, gave you some some different looks there, different challenges there. But I mean, number one starts off like if you're if you're shotgunning on if you're shotgun starting on number one, good morning, a 500 yard par four. That doesn't sound that sounds like an enema is what that sounds like. I don't want anything to do with that. And then oh, here's a 12 yard longer par five on the eighth hole. Love that, gotta love that. But you can see the par three there's the two par threes on the front side, pretty benign in the 170 to 180 range. Obviously, again, they can move the tees around here. And then as you head to the back nine, you get uh, you get a little teeth and a couple of these par threes over 200 yards. You get another uh, couple, two more probably gettable par fives. So the par fives on this course, I think, are going to play very, very. I mean, that that's where you're going to have to make your bread and butter. If you're if you're out here and you're scoring on this golf course, you better be scoring on these par fives for sure. So you know. Looking at pictures of the golf course, things like that, some of the topography, it does appear to be a golf course that's pretty straightforward, kind of a you know precision course. You can get into some trouble off the tee. Other than that, I think these guys will do just fine. But I think that this course, unlike maybe Bedminster, um, does play more into kind of that golf course where anybody can do well. You don't have to be a bomber to play well. 
Uh, bombers always have an advantage on every course, always have, always will. But I do think that this course may open it up to some shorter, some shorter names, some shorter players. Uh, so that's what we're looking at in terms of the golf course. Now, you know, in terms of this betting board, in terms of like, how do we attack this thing, right? Like, we, we've had three, we've had three live events so far. You had Charles Schwartzel winning in London. You had Brandon Grace winning in Portland, and you had uh, Henrik Stenson won in Bedminster. Those are three kind of old farts. You know what I mean? Like these guys are, those guys are, they, they got some dusty gas coming out of them a little bit. They, they, they're, they're old. These guys started playing golf with when clubs were persimmon, you know? Um, and, and now the field's getting better. The fields are getting stronger as they're adding players, taking players away. I think I saw something on Twitter, and I'm, I'm going to misquote this, but that the, the, if you were to assign strength of field rating to this event, which is debatable, it's a 54-hole, no-cut event, 48 guys, um, if you were to assign it, it would be stronger than like seven regular, regular season events that were on the PGA Tour. So, I mean, this thing looks a lot different than it did in London, than it did in Portland, and really than it did in Bedminster when you add a name like Cam Smith and you add Joaquin Neiman. I mean, those guys are, those are two studs, right? HV3, you know, hasn't won on, on the PGA Tour, but he's won worldwide. He's won in Saudi. He's won in Australia. He's, he's a good player. Um, and, and Cameron Tringali, Mark Leishman, Honorban Lahiri, say what you want, but they, they, they increase to the strength of field. They add some depth to these fields. And the names they kicked out were names that, you know, really, there was a, a couple good ones in there, but it wasn't great. So if we're talking about the strength of field, it's definitely rising. So are we going to see names? Are we going to see these old fart veterans continue to play well, continue to win? I, we could, but it may also be much more difficult as this field strength improves. Now, one thing I thought about, I remember t- saying to myself after Bedminster was like, dude, the, the guys that come out brand new in their first event are going to go one of two ways. It's going to be a very strange week for them. And they're not going to enjoy it whatsoever because it's all the chaos. It's the media. It's the questions. It's the, the hate on social media or whatever it is. You're going to get all that. And, and it's going to distract you. And it's going to make life difficult for you um, in, terms of, in terms of your performance on the golf course. Or you're going to really rise to the occasion. And, I mean, we saw Henrik Stenson come out here in his first event, you know, getting the captaincy, the, the, the President's Cup captaincy removed from him. Um, and then getting it, or sorry, not President's Cup, Ryder Cup captaincy removed, and, and then coming out and winning and really just giving a whole little, you know, one of these to everybody uh, that, 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 you know, chipped in on that. Now, whatever you feel about that is you, but he came out and he was hungry and he wanted to prove something. You know, Paul Casey comes out. We hadn't seen Paul Casey in a while. He was injured. Hadn't really done much on the PJ Tour all year. Comes out, finishes sixth. Like, I think there is, there is something to these guys that when they come out here in their first event, they feel like they have something to prove, something to, you know, they, they want to come out hot. They, they just got this big paycheck. You know, here they are. They're on a new te- team. You know, the whole team thing's happening, and they want to perform. So I think there's something to that, and, and I think that's something I want to look at in terms of the betting market. Um, so let, let's take a look at it. Let's take a look at, let's take a look at outright betting odds here on uh, – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share my screen. I've never done this. By the way, if you're in the chat, thank you. Please hit the like button. If you're watching this and you're not in the chat, you're not watching it live, please hit the like button. Subscribe to the channel if you have not already. Get notifications every time we go live. We go live all the time. Like today and two days ago, I went live. None of it was scheduled. So it just happened randomly. That's what I do now. I'm not a great planner. 
I just kind of do stuff. So you need, you need notifications on. You need to subscribe and turn notifications on so you know when it happens. But let's share the odd screen. I'm going to pull up, um, what am I going to pull up here? I'm going to pull up Data Golf, I think. Yep. So I'm looking at really the only two big books in the U.S. that have odds popping right now, FanDuel and DraftKings. Uh, Data Golf over here, of course, has their, their odds, which I don't want to sort by that. I'm going to sort by, let's just do DraftKings for now. So we'll sort by DraftKings. DJ is your favorite. Cam Smith, closely behind. Joaquin Neiman. Uh, those are your favorites across the board in both books. And there is zero chance I will be betting on any of them because I just, I don't do that. If you're new here, I don't bet short numbers in golf tournaments. I don't care if it's 48 guys and 54 holes. I don't do that. Um, so we're not doing that. So we can skip right along there. The next, the first, the first name we get to in double digits is, ta double digits is Taylor Gooch. I like Taylor Gooch. I, I've, I've been a fan of Taylor Gooch, you know, on the PJ Tour. Now, I've also learned recently that he can be, he's, he's kind of a dumbass. Um, he's said some really stupid things over the last couple of months. But, I mean, I'm not, I'm not throwing that into my model for handicapping purposes, but I, I, I don't, do I think Taylor Gooch can win this tournament? Absolutely. Do I think that the value of 14 to 1 is near as good as, any, as a lot of other players on, on, this, on this board? I do not. In fact, let's just play the name game. I'll tell you players that I would rather have then Taylor Gooch at their odds. I'll go, I'll go deep here. Okay, I'm going to go deep. I would rather have Abraham Answer. I'll start there, 22 to 1. We come to a golf, a golf course where you don't have to be long, where the par fives are gettable even, by, uh, even with Answer's short knock and self, right? Um, now, typically, I'm an Abraham Answer hater. I very rarely have bet Abraham Answer. I don't even know if I've ever bet Abraham Answer. So that, there's that. So it's, it means a lot if, I, if I'm on Abraham answer, but I do think this, this golf tournament will, or this golf course will likely set up much, much better for old Abe answer. He, he played well in his first event in Portland, finished 11th, did not play so well at Bedminster, finished 40th, no big deal. Uh, but I like Abe answer at 22 to one. I'd rather have him over Taylor Gooch, even at the, at the same number almost. I really would, uh, but, but probably not. HV3. All right, so we just talked to HV3. We just interviewed him on the podcast. If you haven't watched it, it was a fantastic interview. I'm a big fan of HV3. And I know I just went on this whole thing about how first-timers playing in these live events, I feel like you know, they have something to prove. Um, and I think there is something to that. That being said, I'm not in on HV3 this week. I actually think that... You know, he talked about it in his press conference. He said, man, you know, I've, I've read the comments the day it got announced. He said, I actually read all of the comments, which he said, I know a lot of people tell you not to do, but I read them. And it's not fun to not be liked. And he, he, he wants to be liked. And he read the comments. But at the end of the day, he, made the, he said he made the best decision for his family. Him and his wife talked about it. His wife said, F everybody, do what you want to do. And he did. That being said, with all of that, with all that weight, with all this transition, with all this media attention that he's gotten, uh, and he wasn't really, you know, he didn't end the year playing super great. Uh, Harold likes to have a good time. I'm sure the live party last night he enjoyed. I just don't know that I see Harold as being the guy that, that is going to jump out here in the first, first event amid, amidst everything he's gone through this week and, and crush it. Now, the next live event, we'll see. I think, I think he could be on the radar. Uh, maybe his odds get longer based on a, a poor performance this week, and, and there we go. But I'm out on HV3. Brandon, good question. Will the books have uh, odds to bet on the teams? I don't know. I haven't seen that yet. I, I would love to find that. I, I would love to find I mean, I would imagine the four aces would be like, you know, 
plus 150 to win this dang thing. I mean, it's the most stacked team by a long shot, but I haven't seen it. If anybody has seen it, drop it in the comments, leave it in the chat. Would love to know. Let's keep working. Patrick Reed, or uh, sorry, Brooks Kepka, 27 to 1 on FanDuel. The Brooks number is interesting. Now, does Brooks want to play golf? I, I don't, you know, who, who actually really knows? Because I'm not convinced. Uh, but he, he finished 20th in his first event at Portland, right kind of in the middle. 11th improved a little bit there at Bedminster. You know, I, I don't know. I don't, but 27 to 1 is starting to be, that's starting to kind of be enticing for me, for Brooks Kepka. Third, third live event. Now the, the circus for him is kind of up. Um, 27 to one on FanDuel. I'm start. I'm probably going to click that one and think about it. Patrick Reed. I think I'm probably bouncing on at 25 to one. Uh, Charles Howell. I'm going to bounce on grace. No, uh, Kokrak. No, but Mark Leishman at 35 to one is probably the first new guy here that I'm interested in clicking 35 to one on DraftKings. I, I like the, I like how the course would seemingly set up for Mark Leishman. Um, let's see what he did. Let me pull up. I won't share the screen, but let's see. Uh, how did he, how did he end his season? I, you guys don't have a terrible memory. 28th at the, uh, FedEx St. Jude BM. I'm sorry. 64th at the St. Jude 28th at the BMW in a, was that 70 man field? The ball striking has kind of been absent really most of the year. Uh, after, after the Genesis things really, fell off for Mark in terms of ball striking. But I don't know that that matters a ton this week. And, and, and with the variance of this golf tournament, and I, I feel like, Mark, 35-1 to 1 is a little interesting. So I'm going to write it down. I'm not fully committing to that one yet. We'll, we'll try to commit here at the end of the video. But I'm, I'm a little interested. Uh, Matt Wolf, probably not. Just doesn't set up to be a Matt Wolf kind of golf course. Kevin Nah. 41 to 1 on FanDuel, I will, I will play. I will have some Kevin Na. I, I, like, I like the options there for Na. Now, he hasn't, he's kind of disappointed. 36th in London, 13th in Portland, 39th at Bedminster. He's disappointed, uh, for sure. And, and I, you know, maybe some could question Kevin Na's motivation. Why, you know, is he really interested in doing this? But you can't doubt Kevin Na's ability to win a golf tournament because he's done it at the highest level on the PGA Tour. And he's definitely dropping down a notch this week and other weeks on live. But this course, to me, seemingly fits him better than any of these other live courses have, have set up for him. Now, it could be completely wrong because we don't have a lot of data on these golf courses. We don't have any sample sizes. We don't have shot link stuff. Live is not going to have shot link stuff. The shot link, I think, has a proprietary agreement with the PGA Tour. That's, that's one thing Liv's got to figure out. You know, I think there's two big, big things that will take Liv to the next level. Number one is a TV contract, and I think they'll get it. Number two is some alternative to ShotLink. It, it probably can't be ShotLink, and I don't know how all that works. I haven't investigated it. I don't know if there's a proprietary uh, patent on that technology, but I know the PJ Tour works with CDW and ShotLink, and I don't know if they own it or if they just work with it really closely. If you know, put it in the chat. Let me know. Put it in the comments. Let me know. But having something like that where we can track this thing when all these 48 players are on the, on the golf course at the same time, for, for those people who want to track it, especially us betters and gamblers who want to sweat it, being able to track that and have it accurately is important. And also, after the fact, being able to have that data and understand you know, where guys gain strokes, all that stuff is very, very important. Um, okay. 
This is a question from Aaron. I heard live winnings come out of their large signing bonuses. So if Cam Smith got paid $100 million and wins $4 million, his bonus becomes $96 million. Fake news or no? Uh, interesting question there, Aaron. I've seen it both. I've seen it in two different scenarios. Uh, I know that the attorney for Liv, when they did that little thing about th- those guys being able to play uh, in the FedEx Cup event or whatever it was, uh, s- supposedly slipped up and made the statement that that was the case. But I actually think after the fact that was that was cleared up. I don't think that's the case. I, I don't think guys would be jumping the way they are jumping if that were the case. Uh, so, no. I, I think the, the word on that is no. That is not the case. If they got a $100 million signing bonus, and then they go out and win for $4 million, they get another $4 million. It doesn't come out of the 100 So I'm pretty sure that's how it's going. All right, let's keep working down the board here. So, so uh, Kevin Knott is my first, like, let's send it. Like, he's the first one at 41-1 to 1 on FanDuel. That's, big, that's big value to me. And that's what I'm about. I'm about betting outright value. That's why we skipped the first four names on the board. We're not doing that. I'm out on Carlos Ortiz. Cameron Tringali is the next name I want to talk about. 50 to 1 on DraftKings, first event, motivated as ever, I think. Maybe, probably not. Um, has never won on the PGA Tour, but despite being a, a total journeyman, right, on the PGA Tour. I mean, Cameron, let's, let's look at this. Cameron Tringali on Fantasy National has, come on, has 100, where is it? Sorry, 290 tournaments on record in Fantasy National. And of those 290, has never won. Never. Never won. Um, had a decent beginning of the season, but definitely lost it a little bit. But he's had boomer bust kind of upside. The Genesis. He, he, he had a, a good start at the Genesis. Finished sixth. The U.S. Open played well. Heritage played well. Uh, the Genesis Riviera played well. Farmers played well. Houston Open, Zozo runner-up. Like He's had some really close calls. In his PGA Tour career, he has had four runner-ups. Let's see. Uh, four, three, four, five third-place finishes. I mean, he's got a ton of top tens, ton of top fives in his career. But wouldn't it be funny if his very first victory in like profesh- professional golf is at his first live event? I think, I think it could happen. 50 to 1 is my second click. I'm going Tringali at 51. You can call me an idiot. You can say, like, what, why? This guy's an idiot. Like, what is he? He's not even a real guy. He's, and you know what? I don't claim to be like the most, the smartest expert guy in the world. But uh, I tell you what, I, that's value, is what I'm saying. Oh, Aaron, thank you. Thank you for the, uh, the super chat. It's very nice. Very nice of you. I appreciate that, Aaron. Nobody, nobody ever does that, which is fine. I don't, I don't, we don't ask for it, but it's very nice. Um, okay. Keep, Keeping moving here. Uh, so Tringali, Lahiri's another one that I, you know, left. This is his first event. But he's the same odds as Tringali. He's a, a slightly longer than Kevin. I, I just don't. Leishman's, you know, 35. I'd much rather have Leishman Tringali instead of, uh, uh, instead of Lahiri. Uh, and then as we work down the board, it gets real slim real quick. I mean, Charles Schwartzel at 65 to 1 to repeat as a, you know, the first ever two-time winner on Live would be interesting. And I, I like the value for Schwartzel at 65 to 1. I, I really think that, that that could be interesting. Schwartzel finished 18th at Bedminster, 39th in Portland. Um, but, you know, Schwartzel, Schwartzel could do it. He's had a good season, a surprisingly good season. 
And I, I think the 65 to one number is worth a click. I think there's really solid value there at 65 to one. So I'm going to go Schwartzel as the next guy on my card. After this, I'm going to pull up some head-to-head betting odds and see if the uh, head-to-head markets may agree with us here. After Schwartzel, I think I'm out. I'm pretty sure, yep, I'm out. All right, so let's open up a different screen here, and let's go look at some head-to-head matchup betting odds and see what we, what we notice. All right, I've got pulled up here a pretty sharp market-making book, so not a, not a book that copies what other books are going to do. And let's just start looking at some of these names and find some interesting lines and see if that tells us anything. Um, all right, first, first scroll in here. Uh, they got Cam Smith as a massive favorite over, over Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau, which makes sense. This is interesting. Joaquin Neiman, a minus 119 favorite over Cam Smith at minus 102. That's, uh, I mean, so that, that, that basically that would make. I mean, if, if Neiman's a favorite over Smith, and Smith's a gigantic favorite over these two, that, that's, that's a strong take for Joaquin Neiman. Am I going to bet him at 6.5 to 1 or 8 to 1 or whatever he is? Absolutely not. Cam Smith, big favorite over Gooch. Look at, all right, here, here we go. Here's, here's a, the first name on the card that I've kind of started building here. It's, Cam, it's Cameron Tringali over Carlos Ortiz. Minus 126 to plus 104. Uh, Ortiz is 40. You can get the, the best number on Ortiz is 40 to 1 on DraftKings. Whereas Tringali is at 50, is he at 50? Yeah, he's at 50 to 1 on DraftKings. So, hey, that, that makes me feel good. A little confirmation there on Tringali, at least over a guy like Ortiz, and a, and a pretty significant favorite. Oh, but then he's a dog to Charles Schwartzel. That sucks. I mean, Charles Howell. That sucks. I, Charles Howell, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. 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 Um, oh, let me check the chat real quick. All right, Thomas. What's up, Thomas? I know Thomas. Pretty sure Liv was talking with ShotLink and then backed out along with other partners and vendors when the PGA chimed in. Ah, okay. So, yeah, I mean, it would make sense. ShotLink is not going to do both. They're not going to do both. They're going to stay with the PGA Tour. So, I think they're going to have to find some alternative. Um, okay, is Ortiz in good form or course fit? Well, I think one of the hardest things to figure out uh, with Liv Golf is... You know, when there's only eight events this year, I think there'll be 14 next year. But when there's only eight events, like, how do you really know who's in form, right? Because it feels like everything's so spaced out. You could play like crap in your last, you know, you could play like crap this week. And then you've got, you know, three or four weeks or five weeks until you have to tee it up again. And a lot can change in golf between that time. But he is in good form considering, I mean, he finished runner up in Portland, fourth at Bedminster. So, you know, maybe he is one we should be looking at. Um, maybe he is one we should be looking at. Brandon, you got a, you got a good point. Uh, so, let, so let's see. Let's see. What was his outright number? I mean, I kind of skipped over him. I don't feel like he's as good of a course fit here based on uh, – let's see. He's, so he's 40-1 to 1 on DraftKings. Let me pull him up on Fantasy National and just see based on the PGA Tour data kind of how we would lock him in. I mean, he's definitely uh, – I mean, not a super accurate driver of the ball. Uh, the iron play historically, I mean, historically, Carlos Ortiz has lost strokes off, you know, with approach around the green, and he's been very, very average off the tee and in putting. He's he's been a very regular tour pro. So I don't know, like a second place and a fourth place in his last two in his first two live events is good, but now again, field is stronger, field is tougher. Um, I don't. I, I still don't. I still don't love it. So I think I'm out. 
Have I seen a Carlos Ortiz line? Oh, yeah. Well, they got Tringali over Ortiz pretty significantly here. All right, so, uh, man, they got Charles Howell over Schwartzel, too. Geez, Schwartzel's a plus 128 dog to Charles Howell. So the book's really loving CH3. Um, now, his first live golf event, what did he do? Because uh, his first one was Bedminster. He finished 30th. Uh, Char- Charles not going to uh, – I don't think we can go Charles Howell. I don't think we can. Let's keep working. Uh, DJ Neiman, Gooch, yeah, terrible. Answer in HV3, they have minus 110, minus 110 right here. So dead even. I, you know, I, I much prefer answer right now with some of the distractions that I think HV3's had the last couple of days. And this is a shocking line. HV3's minus 127 over Bryson at plus 105. Good Lord. I don't agree with that. I would bet that Bryson line every day and twice on Sundays, whatever that means. Um, don't really care about that line or that line. Here's answer over Kokrak, minus 122 favorite over Kokrak. So, you know, I like the answer play. That, that, that's cool, I guess. Um, Kokrak, major favorite over Ortiz, going back to, back to the Ortiz play here. Answer, obviously, a major dog to Joaquin Neiman, which I would expect him to be. So that doesn't, that doesn't strike me. Here's two guys I'm betting, Kevin Nye and Cameron Tringali. The head-to-head, you know, sports books like Tringali significantly more than they like Kevin Nye. Uh, Kevin Nas 41 to 1, Tringali's 50 to 1. So far, what I'm seeing in this head to head matchup stuff is Tringali may be a value at 50 to 1. He, he's, he might be too long at 50 to 1 based on his matchups, based on the guys he's matched up to be a favorite against, according to a market making book. So I like it. Um, uh, Mark, here, here's our first line on Mark Leishman. He's a major, well, he's almost a coin toss against Brandon Grace. That doesn't tell me much. Big dog to HV3, but I, you know, I have my thoughts on HV3. And I can see why a sportsbook may think different, but I would take plus money Mark Leishman over HV3 as well. Could be wrong. Uh, okay, Tringali, major favorite over Pat Perez, which you'd expect him to be. There's a lot of Cam Tringali lines, actually. Varner, big favorite over P. Reed. Okay. Answer, uh, dog to Paul Casey. Meh. I mean, Casey did surprise me with how good he played at Bedminster coming off that injury. And then we're kind of starting to get into, well, here, here's answer minus 121 over Sergio at plus 100. That makes me feel good. I like that. I mean, Sergio's a decent name. Anyway, so that's what we're looking at. Those are, uh, those are you know, those are some of the things that we're talking about. Uh, Thailand guys are underrated. You're probably right. I mean, there's probably, there's not a lot of attention on some of those guys. There was, what was the one, the one that did really well, had a really good finish at Bedminster, right? Um, Drop it in the drop it in the comments or the chat if you know who I'm talking about. There was one. Uh, Fachara is it? Fachara? Is he Thailand? Well, he finished. Well, I guess he only he finished 15th. That's not terrible. But there was the other one that also played in uh, in the Open Championship. What's his name? I don't see him in the field. Maybe he's gone. Anyway, um, all right. So so to summarize, I think I'm liking answer. Is it answer? Answer at 22. Answer at 22 to 1 on DK. I don't want to take the Brooks play. I, I don't know if I want to do the... I don't know. Brooks is, Brooks is interesting. Answer at 22 to 1. Leash at 35 to 1. Uh, Kevin Knott, 41 to 1. Cam Tringali at 50 to 1. Those are for sure my four bets. Brooks at 27 to 1. And Charles at uh, 65 to 1 I'm taking too. Charles Schwartzel, 65 to 1 on DK. I'm taking. I think that's good value. 
I think he's a guy that would love to be the first two-time winner on the Lyft Tour. Uh, I'll do that. Brooks at 27 to 1. I need somebody to talk me into it. Drop it in the comments. Talk me into it or talk me out of it. Tell me what you think. Hit the like button if you don't mind. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. And uh, yeah, let's have a great week, y'all. I'll be back. We'll be back in a couple weeks for the first PGA Tour event. And you can, uh, you can check us out there. All right. So let's have a week. May your screens be green and bend over your bookie. See ya.